Back up, please. Hello and welcome to Indicast episode number 204. I'm your host Aditya and along with me I have Abhishek. In the sweltering heat with chai 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 in hand somewhere in Thane in my house. Oh man, it's hot. Dude, it's nice out here. It's sunny. It is supposed to be 14 degrees and it's nice out here. So I can't, I can't repeat it enough that it's nice out here. A couple of rays of sun and Canadians and people in Britain, they celebrate. Yay. I had forgotten that the sun can also produce heat. <laughs> uh, the squirrels are out of their trees. So that's always a good sign. So it's good. And the Australians are also basking in glory right now. You saw how I made the transition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, 204 uh, episodes and we still talk about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Australians have won the World Cup again. In what turned out to be an easy win at the end. huh? Yeah, thrashed 183 is what uh, New Zealand could manage. Yeah, Australians, as arrogant as they are, they are good as well. And did you see, even in the last match, they sledged the hell out of New Zealanders. And one reason why Haddon, the wicketkeeper, it was his last match. So he said, they were too good to us when we were in New Zealand for the World Cup. And it just got to me. So he sent every batsman, he, what is it, what is it called? Giving a batsman a send-off. He did that to every batsman of New Zealand. Then it was, it was needless. So post, of course, after the World Cup, there is this post-World Cup big news that typically comes out. So apparently there is a match-fixing um, scandal that Bangladesh has brought up after a big match-fixing scandal was unveiled in its own T20 league within the country. Now Bangladesh is accusing of the India-Bangladesh match being fixed. You remember Rohit Sharma was just not out yes. on a no-ball? So they are saying, hey, that's a no-ball. The ICC president, he was from Bangladesh, so he quit in protest of, to quote, in protest of those who worked unconstitutionally and for the greater good of cricket. They did not allow him to present the World Cup trophy to the Australians because it is mandated in the ICC's constitution that a president does that. But all in all, very unprofessional. Uh, in the middle of the tournament, you can't have a guy from the ICC say that umpires had an agenda in these matches. And in the end, when he resigned, he said it was for personal reasons and no complaints to make against anyone. And it was it was weak evidence also. Even if he felt that it was the match was being fixed, that piece of evidence wasn't good enough for him to go out and say what. The other thing is about the number of people who have retired post-World Cup that has come out. Kumar Sangakara and Mahela Jayavardhana. Kumar Sangakara had an amazing tour. I think he was the second highest scorer in the World Cup itself. 400 back-to-back in as many games. I don't know what Sri Lanka is going to do now. They need to replace these two stars. Mizbah Ullak and Shahid Afridi, again from Pakistan, have retired. And hold on to your horses. They have picked the new captain, Azhar Ali who was not even part of the squad. It is always said about the Pakistan cricket team is that you never know what they'll come out with. Yeah, you never know what Pakistan will turn up on the cricket field too. Did you see the spell of Ahad Riyaz against uh, Shane Watson? Shane Watson, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I think Shane Watson ticked him off while he was batting. And he got back to him and then he got some match fine too. But that doesn't matter. That's Pakistan for you. Who else? Who else retired? Daniel Vittori. Oh, yes. We should... Take a couple of minutes to talk about these players because they were they were all from our generation. Now then, because he was the youngest, he was 18 yeah, yeah. when he made his debut, and we were in ninth. Six Test centuries. The guy who was a bowler and 4,000 Test runs and 300 wickets. 
the New Zealand headline when he made his debut was, but he's only 18. And then there is a picture of his parents posing with that uh, picture of his. And he had just enrolled himself in a health sciences course with the hope of becoming a pharmacist 10 days before his debut because he didn't know whether he would be picked or what might lie in store for him. And also he had to take a break from, so he was playing a test match and he had to take a break to give a test in the middle of the test match that he was playing. That is also something that I remember about him. He once got the Spirit of Cricket Award from the ICC in 2012 because he declined to appeal after a Zimbabwe batsman was run out. So he bumped into him and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically for those who don't follow cricket, if you don't appeal, the umpire cannot give a decision himself. Yes. Quite a few people retiring and one bad news that came about just a couple of days back was... uh, The legendary commentator Richie Benno, with 40 years behind the mic, uh, passed away to skin cancer. And he was working right until his death. You remember when Phil Hughes, the Australian cricketer, when he died, when the ball hit his helmet, he, uh, Richie Benno, did a tribute for him. And he was working until just two or three months back. A boy just beginning, 25 years of age, baggy green number 408. His father's best mate... There it is, a hundred on debut. Son, brother, fighter, friend, inspiration. Philip Hughes, forever. Rest in peace, son. Great, great commentator. Yeah, and in fact, his family, they declined for a state funeral which was offered to him. My, The first time I became a fan of Richie Benner, was I used to play this cricket game, <laughs> yes. video game and it had this one saying when you hit any shot right it would say marvelous yes <laughs> that was marvelous. that was marvelous yeah. morning everyone beautiful day here at Trent Bridge <laughs> he didn't say much in fact one of his mantras of commentaries do not talk unless your words can add to the action that is happening on TV to put it in blunt words that he said put your brain into gear and if you can add to what's on the screen then do it otherwise shut up Uh, the key thing was to learn the value of economy with words and never to insult the viewer by telling him what they can already see which (laughs) is what it is in the IPL or everywhere else and he said in one of his interviews with Jonathan Agnew from the BBC he, he says that five seconds of silence on radio is like eternity and five seconds of silence on TV is heaven. <laughs> the other gem that he had was, you know how, how people say India has lost Sachin. That's a big disaster for India. Yeah. Right? So a rule that he has is that the Titanic was a tragedy. The Ethiopian drought, <laughs> a disaster. And neither bears any relation to a dropped catch. <laughs> you bet. And this is what they teach you in journalism. And when he was a captain of Australia, back in the days, he had taken a commentator's course with the BBC during his playing days. He knew that he wanted to become a commentator. So in the middle of the Ashes series, which he eventually won, he went back to learn the basics and he learned these things. And, and humorous. He was humorous too. There was this time when Michael Atherton was hit in his box which is yeah. in the abdomen area and Richard Hadley said he was the commentator and Richard Hadley says and the ball did bounce Richie and Richie Benno <laughs> says which one Richard <laughs> <laughs> quite quite a few of them there was a streaker that ran on the pitch when India was playing Australia and uh, he said something like there was a slight interruption there for athletics <laughs> uh, do you remember the time as kids we saw this story when Australia versus New Zealand Benson and Hedges World Series Cup New Zealand needed six runs yeah. to buy the game and Greg Chappell instructed his brother to bowl an underarm Ghazar Gundi ball Richie Beno's reaction out of the game was 
I think it was a disgraceful performance from a captain who got his sums wrong today, and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. We keep reading and hearing that the players are under a lot of pressure and that they're tired and jaded and perhaps their judgment and their skill is blunted. Well, uh, perhaps they might advance that as an excuse for what happened out there today. Not with me, they don't. I think it was a very poor performance. One of the worst things I have ever seen done on a cricket field. Good night. So he, he spoke his mind all the time. But as you say, you know, he had this witty sense of humor also, right? One of his quotes is that, and Glenn McGrath has been dismissed for two, just 98 short of his century. <laughs> it's true for 22 or true. some such thing. He would run. Uh, incidentally, there was a two-minute silence on all the radio stations in Australia, or most of them, or some of them, at 2.22 p.m. on the day that he died. That's pretty awesome. Yes. That's marvelous. <laughs> yes. Marvelous been absolutely marvellous for 42 years. I've loved every moment of it and uh, it's been a privilege to go into everyone's living room throughout that time. What's even better, it's been a great deal of fun. So talking about one legend, let's start talking about Atal Bihari Vajpayee also, who was conferred the Bharat Ratna. It was announced back in December, however, this is the actual ceremony where he was given the medal itself. Dude, you know how long he was a <laughs> member of parliament? Yeah. yeah. For, for five decades, man. Yes, for five I'm, decades. I'm not kidding. As long a career as Richie Benoz. Yeah, and he was first elected to the Lok Sabha in 1957 on a Bharatiya Janasangha ticket. He was a, one of the founders, uh, members of Bharatiya Janata Sangha also, which is different from Janasangha, which later became the Bharatiya Janata Party. And his birthday, 25th December, which which happens to be my son's birthday also, has been declared. It's fun how we insert our own self somehow <laughs> yes. in, there, in all these news. But yeah, his birthday, 25th December, has been declared as Good Governance Day by Narendra Modi's government, which, by the way, was seen as an effort to reduce the importance of Christmas and an attack on the minorities. Ah, there's always a political angle somewhere. Yes, of course. And, and you, you said 1957, he was arrested for 23 days during the Quit India movement back in August 1942. So he's been around since or before independence. And Nehru is said to have predicted that Vajpayee will go on to become the prime minister on a various factors, one among which was his strong oratory skills. He said, is it fair to say that he was the best orator that I have seen speak live? And he didn't seem to be in a hurry ever, uh, anywhere, right? Yeah. He, there, there was, in those pauses also, he said so much as he yeah. did with his words. I have a two-minute audio where he is talking to the House about why they should go ahead with the nuclear tests. Just look at the argument, style, points, voice, and how he modulates it, and how he says that we need this, and we will go with the no-first-use policy, but we need a minimum deterrent. Yeah, कि परमाणु परीक्षण की भी आलोचना की गई पूछा गया देश के सामने कौन सा खतरा था मैं 1974 अगर तैयारी पहले से हो तो जो खतरा अगर आने वाला है तो खतरा भी दूर हो जाएगा खतरा अमल में नहीं आएगा और इसीलिए हमने परमाणु परीक्षण करने का फैसला किया हमारे कार्यक्रम कांग्रेस उसमें लिखा हुआ है 
कोई छुपी हुई बात नहीं थी कोई रहस्य नहीं था अध्यक्ष महोदय परमाणु परीक्षण के बारे में श्री चंद्रशेखर जी ने कुछ विचार व्यक्त किए मुझे खेद है कि मैं उनके विचारों से सहमत नहीं हो सकता उनके उनके चिंतन की एक विशिष्ट धारा है लेकिन 50 साल का हमारा अनुभव क्या बताता है क्या रक्षा के मामले में हमें आत्मनिर्भर नहीं होना चाहिए केवल एक पड़ोसी नहीं हमारे अनेक पड़ोसी इस समय यूरोप में क्या हो रहा है वो एक चेतावनी है पोखरण टू कोई आत्मश्लाघा के लिए नहीं था कोई पुरुषार्थ के प्रकटीकरण के लिए नहीं था लेकिन हमारी नीति है और मैं समझता हूं ये देश की नीति रही है कि मिनिमम डिटरेंट होना चाहिए वो क्रेडिबल भी होना चाहिए इसलिए परीक्षण का फैसला किया गया लेकिन परीक्षण के साथ हमने यह भी ऐलान किया कि हम परमाणु हथियारों का प्रयोग करने में पहल नहीं करेंगे नो फर्स्ट यूज हमने यह भी कहा कि जिनके पास परमाणु शस्त्र नहीं है हम उनके विरुद्ध उनका उपयोग नहीं करेंगे एटमी हथियार रक्षा के लिए भी हो सकते युद्ध टालने के लिए उनका प्रयोग हुआ है अध्यक्ष महोदय तेरह महीने के अपने कार्यकाल में कभी हमने अंतर्राष्ट्रीय दबाव में आकर कोई फैसला नहीं किया न हम आगे करें विच पॉलिटिशियन टॉक्स लाइक दैट मैन टूडे आई विश आई कुड टॉक विद दैट विद दैट फ्लुएंसी एंड विद अथॉरिटी authority and that purity in language right yes and imagine he being part of an audience or talking to people who've got who are convicted there are cases pending against them who will not let you finish your sentence yeah ye achhi baat nahi oh yes that i think shekhar suman did that very well didn't he yeah shekhar suman came up on vajpayee and uh, lalu prasad's shoulders so as you were saying i am known for being an amazing speaker and he had consensus he was able to draw consensus from across the political spectrum and that's why he was chosen chosen for the bharat ratna award and in the departure from the tradition mm-hmm. the president pranab mukherjee he actually went to ab vajpayee's um, house and conferred him the honor at his house because he's sick he's very ill he doesn't eat much and he doesn't talk too much there aren't many visitors that come to his house anymore Yes and he or they also wanted to keep it away from the media glare right. but of course the health reasons were number 1 and after that and he was also the first prime minister outside of the congress party to serve a full 5 year term and he was the first uh, prime minister to have visited or to have seriously started peace talks with pakistan from with that delhi lahore bus service back in 1999 it's another story that what at the same time kargil happened happened also by the way you may not know this that he was also the foreign minister in morarji desai's government in back in 70s oh yes and he was the first person to deliver a speech to the uh, united nations uh, general assembly in hindi isn't that awesome <laughs> yes and and the quality of hindi is i mean that is actually hindi right adhyaksha mahoday oh yes he's a poet himself he is a poet yeah and and when he recites poems he does not look at a sheet of paper that passion the the hand movements his face lights up twitches and he talks he becomes a kid <laughs> yeah you and mai geet nahi gata hu or as there is there is a poem like that on on youtube just watch that it's amazing one of the most colorful prime ministers that india will ever have i wonder whether we'll be able to say all these things about any of the current crop of uh, politicians You have one right in your backyard, right? Narendra Modi is 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 in Canada right now, isn't he? As we... he is in Canada, yes, he is in Canada. The front page of the Canadian newspaper has Modi on its. Uh, oh. 
क्या व्हाट्स द हेडलाइन मोदी इज हाफ वे रेवोल्यूशन इंडिया इज बूमिंग अगेन अयर आफ्टर नरेंद्र मोदी हिस्टोरिक इलेक्शन वेन ऑन द ईव ऑफ मोदी फर्स्ट विजिट टू कैनेडा ई एन मालव आज द कॉन्ट्रोवर्शियल लीडर इज रियली अप टू द टास्क ऑफ रिफॉर्म and india and canada have some sort of a relationship back from the 1970s and not the most friendly ones right yeah the, the relationship has been up and down vajpayee ji just mentioned about this nuclear test that we did in 1974 the first nuclear test was done using canadian technology which pissed the canadians off and they imposed all sorts of sanctions on them since then in the khalistan movement also there has been some tension between the indian and the canadian government however Harper the prime minister of Canada and Modi they seem to have a good equation he supposedly was the first person to give him a call even before he was elected the prime minister yes how long is he there he's part of a three country visit right he Canada is one of the three yes and he's going to be delivering a speech on April 15th out here in Toronto i tried to get into that but uh, it's overbooked Uh, let's talk about the next topic that we have which is about the uh, this is a funny story almost so sebi the security exchange board of india last year had imposed a quota that there needs to be at least one female director on the board of every listed firm the deadline for that was last month april 1 was april 1 sorry and whoever did not do that whichever company did not do that would face quote unquote very serious consequences without defining what it is going to be <laughs> yes no no come on, let's let's be fair to them this is you will be suspended from trading and promoters shareholdings would be freezed or there would be a fine of up to 25 lakh rupees or all the three so there was a decent threat so you you better take us seriously is what it was it was it a credible threat though were they mm. really going to do that if reliance industries did not put someone on its board but anyways okay go ahead What what has happened is there was a big scramble in the last two days for companies to appoint at least one woman director to their board, and 500 companies did that uh, in the last two days. Over a hundred companies did it on April one, the day of the deadline, and most of them have ended up appointing their wives, daughters, and stepmothers just to get away with that fine. Ambani has put his wife up there, Mukesh Ambani, Malaya's stepmother. has been appointed gautam singhania's wife as the director of raymond group asian paints philips uh, videocon industries jk cement all relatives either wives daughters or stepmothers and this is bad this is sad because india has two companies in the fortune 500 list reliance industries and indian oil and out of the 30 directors only one is a woman and i think that's mukesh ambani's wife now that's that's what the case is more than half of the companies have appointed a relative says oh, somebody on on reuters when he was interviewed Yeah so when Sebi mentioned that they need to appoint a woman they did not specifically mention that they cannot be family members of from the promoter group so as a solution to that Kiran Mudumdar Shah who is the chairman and md of Biocon she has mentioned that that needs to be revised and make it clear that only independent women can be recruited onto boards however most firms are surprisingly citing that there aren't enough qualified women to take board positions i think they did not make an attempt when you have so many companies doing it on the last day yeah and women share on the board it's just 9.5% in india as opposed to many countries you we must have read about norway and other scandinavian yeah. countries 40% they're doing all right yeah absolutely so there are 1457 firms that this rule applies to so what when these companies say that there aren't enough women they are saying there aren't 1400 not even 1457 women can take 
board positions on multiple companies seven companies i think if the rule if i remember the rule right, you, you can it's surprising to me but you know there is this whole other debate or should you need a quota at all should it not be on merit i believe that you don't need a quota for the reason that whoever is already out there then it automatically raises the question whether that woman is there on her merit or whether she is a representation of the quota that she is, has to fill in right that's one school of thought to that some researchers say that just to tip the scale in a balanced position there should be a quota because there have been enough studies that have been conducted which say that women are discriminated against not just that for instance there is a book by one bridget schultz called overwhelmed and she writes that one of the reasons why women do not rise in the corporate boardrooms or some place else is that they take a break from their careers because they have to nurse their kids a mother is quote from a book is less authoritative and more irrational regardless of their actual performance and uh, when it comes to men a father is more likely to be given a promotion as opposed to a non father for instance so she's talking about motherhood penalty versus fatherhood bonus and there are quite a few places where they, they they say that how a woman has to work slightly harder just to get by yeah just to prove her ability i completely agree that 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 is the reality out there all these countries that don't have these quotas right take a look at united states japan they are meritocracy merit based countries whereas the countries that have a quota france norway italy socialist countries yes germany just last to last week germany said that top 100 firms of the country must reserve at least 30% seats on the corporate boards for women you said america there's also uk where there is no no such formal ruling but in britain you have a voluntary effort called the 30% club where all companies voluntarily ensure that there is gender parity in in their boardrooms in us you have 17% without any mandate and then there are countries like belgium iceland italy netherlands spain where if you miss a quota you just have to explain that in your annual report so some countries do it voluntarily some others have to be forced into it because if you don't prod them they just won't do it yeah and a book that has been on my reading list for quite a long time is lean in by sheryl sandberg which talks a lot about this particular issue is about getting women into management and into the higher circles also so talking about business talking about companies in india the e-commerce valuations uh, i've been reading upon the headlines that are getting published like crazy flipkart is now valued at 11 billion dollars now this is more than to put it in context this is more than companies like vhl cesa sterlite dr reddy's lab and all these companies are profit making and not just profit making for example vhl earned a profit of almost 3500 crores last year and is valued at 65000 crores and none of the e-commerce players are making money yet and talking about headlines last two weeks these have been the headlines in mint financial times etc Snapdeal buys FreeCharge in what was hailed as the biggest internet deal in India, rumored to be around 400 million dollars. Sequoia Capital invested 400 crore rupees in Urban Ladder, the furniture company. Ola Cabs what? bought yes, Ola Cabs bought Taxi for sure for 400 million dollars. Then Mobi Quick, it's a mobile wallet firm. It got 25 million dollars uh, earlier this week. It has 15 million users who do not have bank accounts, so it helps you bank via your mobile phone. There is a shopping platform for women called. Lime Road it earned 185 crore rupees a couple of days back there is an online merchandising merchandising firm called Blue Gap it got 1.2 crore first cry which sells baby product got 10 million dollars and i i've only spoken about 
a few of those headlines one interesting thing about this is that all these founders they are okay with diluting their share to just a few percentages like 8% is what the stake is of the founders of flipkart because 11 billion dollars you 8% of that you are already a billionaire so these are the headlines wow i'm just surprised at how these numbers are coming up man so i spoke with you know someone i know i don't want to give out the name someone who is in the vc industry and they are not one of the renegade vcs by the way there are a couple of them out there but he was trying to explain to me is that so what you are hearing is only the handful of companies that are being successful for example he says that only two thirds of 5 billion dollar funding that was raised by indian startups was cornered by top 5 e-commerce companies two thirds of 5 billion went to five companies and that is what is making headlines so what he was saying is that don't get excited aditya yeah. don't come back to india because there is now <laughs> you feel that there is money available now and your yeah. startup will get funded majority of the startups are still not getting funded that's about it and about the crazy valuations you just don't know how they value the companies if you remember long back we had a chance to speak with avnish bajaj the co-founder of bazi.com that which was sold to ebay and he said that it's it's much like dealing in the vegetable market so when ebay purchased bazi for 50 million dollars we asked him how did you arrive at that figure and this is what he had to say actually in internet companies most of it is very hard to put our science to it so if you look at youtube how is it at 1.6 billion right yeah. so it's very hard to figure these things out and yes the price what we wanted versus what they were going to offer versus where we ended up are very different numbers okay so <laughs> that's exactly yeah. it right so how do you know when to back off is there any yeah. uh, i would say 99% of the deals that happen in the world happen after the deal breaks off you have to know when you are willing to walk away hmm. and we walked away and they walked away and uh, and we knew what the gap was and then both sides thought about it and then oh. they reached out a little and we reached out a little <laughs> okay to do a deal you have to be willing to walk away if you are not willing to walk away i think fundamentally just look at it as a human psychology standpoint and i see this even with you know when i see people bargaining with vegetable vendors right. the guy says 20 rupees a kilo hmm. you say 15 and he says okay then you feel you left something on the table right, yes, right? Yes, yeah. it's only when you say 10 mm-hmm. and he says i won't give it and you walk away and both of you do it at 12 that you both think you got the best yes. deal possible that's how all negotiations work it's no, no different from a vegetable market <laughs> yeah, we sounded very different back then back in the days <laughs> you just mentioned about how companies which are big brick and mortar companies making money and yet they are valued lesser than these e-commerce companies but to be fair it was also so larry summers who is a is a big authority in finance he was at rotman so he gave an example of whatsapp got bought for 19 billion dollars so a bunch of you are thinking about getting into those sort of businesses whereas the 16 billion dollars was a value created by 40 people only and he was also taking a pot shot at the bankers and a company like general motors that has employed 30000 40000 people is not being given enough valuation it just doesn't sound right so the future of employment is in is in danger because of all these things that are happening right the fact that you got to hear from larry summers itself is awesome let's just forget about the valuations for now <laughs> oh it's been It's been a crazy week at Rotman out here. So after Larry Summers, two days later, we had Timothy Geithner come in, give a talk about his experience through the financial crisis. Timothy Geithner is again the guy who was the chief of Fed during the financial crisis. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. But to be fair to some of the companies, 
when they get funded you can see where the money is going for example you have big basket in bangalore they have tied up with many local stores where if you order 400 items of daily use online the delivery is promised to you within 1 hour and uh, they've raised 300 crores in the last 8 months this is brute force method as opposed to somebody like amazon where they have a gadget that you just put up on detergents on milk on home appliances and you just push a button it's called the dash button and the order will be replenished the order will be delivered within an hour so there is internet of things at one side and the, on the other side you have just a way of doing things with low tech in india and then you have uh, amazon's delivering stuff on drones in india you've got you must have seen that when you were here the, uh, the huge bike yeah huge backpacks uh, <laughs> and bikers traveling with these huge backpacks and you know what sometimes uh, one of them was interviewed in i think financial times he's saying that it's a risky job some people order dumbbells where the average weight can be 50 kgs imagine 50 kgs on your back oh, wow. books clothes trinkets teddy bears cell phones and and all of this for 9000 rupees a month is what they what they earn and sometimes finding customers is difficult one of them says he says the address is this he has to deliver on 115a left side bell left side bell yes try finding that page just two days back flipkart tied up with dabba walas of mumbai and they will not just drop dabbas uh, but they will collect books and children's toys from flipkart's pick up points and earn 3000 rupees more than what they are earning now that's amazing okay so all these good things are happening the valuations are still driving me crazy and don't get me wrong i'm not against these companies raising money i'm just surprised with the numbers the numbers oh well so let's move on to the next topic oh no we don't have topics what we have is pictures let's talk about the pictures that we have received and finally our threat has worked <laughs> <laughs> wow we, we have a lot lot very pictures coming in so let me run through them nick has sent us a photo from his cubicle of a frame packet of the last remaining great poupon at work Poupon is I I checked out what Poupon is it it's basically Dijon mustard I love Dijon mustard by the way uh, I can't pronounce it you can <laughs> <laughs> Yeah and it contains a very small amount of white wine even I had to google it and he said they've stopped manufacturing it yeah, they and uh, and he misses them so he just framed it <laughs> he framed one up nice. on his desk so yeah that's Nick thanks a lot Nick and then Mark has also written mark shell from houston has written to us saying and i love the way he starts his emails and we i remember mark from before i was going to go to the us he had invited me to his house i couldn't make it then uh, so he starts with yaro was nice to hear <laughs> yeah there was no this is the way i think mark sounds like <laughs> yaro yaro i think mark would be a nice person to go out drinking with for some reason i think. Yeah, you would do anything, anything, flatter anybody for a free drink. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mark, if you're listening, just do it. <laughs> just do it. Uh. And it was nice to hear you guys again. He says he binge listened to 200, 201, two, three episodes. Get a life. Get a life <laughs> while commuting to and to and from work. Thank you. You are the kind of listeners that make us ah good, good. There's somebody listening out there. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So he drives up and down on the NASA. parkway this is where the johnson space center is he sent us a bunch of links so he did not send us a picture in particular but he said hey just take your pic from here but he's thinking about us basically raj from singapore has also sent us a picture and uh, he says he chanced upon our podcast a couple of months back and love listening to our podcast when he goes to his evening jogs he sent us a nice picture of the singapore skyline 
Oh, is that so? Because in my notes, I've written merry-go-round. Merry-go-round. <laughs> <laughs> the picture that I didn't know what that was. That was Singapore. Yeah, beautiful, big, big, big merry-go-round that we have in the fun fairs in India. <laughs> so, what was that? What is the Hindi translation of merry-go-round? Uh-huh. Merry-go-round. No, but I yeah, somebody knows. Please write back. Yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, and so thanks a lot, Raj, for sending that over. And all these photos we'll be, by the way, posting on our website under the episode link itself. All right. So the next one is from Harshit Pasi. By the way, Pasi was the first French rap listener that hmm. I started listening to when I was 16 years old. I was in Belgium and whatnot, and then he was the guy. He was like the Fidi Cent. Fidi hmm. Cent. Yeah. I, I don't know either of them. You don't know what? No, 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 no I don't. Yeah. You don't know Fidi Cent? I used to listen to Backstreet's Pack. All right. Oh, and I'm not very, I'm not very proud about it. Well, we you all used to listen to that, but did you also listen to Barbiegel then? No. Okay. NSYNC. Oh. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was his 11th and 12th, and that was the only music we were exposed to at Podar, so by default. Uh, well. Yeah. So what does Raj? Oh, sorry, Harshit. Harshit. He's he sent us a picture of him traveling in a shared auto rickshaw in Kaushimbi in the NCR region. Delhi Daputar. Delhi Daputar. He is dressed. He was dressed in formals and heading to a friend's sister's engagement while listening to Indica. And, and in this weather in Delhi, dressed in formals with a tie and a blazer. Wow. In, in a shared In a <laughs> Listening to Indica. Amazing. <laughs> That is that is some picture. Thanks a lot. Saurabh Nanda has also sent us a picture. Uh, listening to the podcast while traveling on Old Madras Road. I like it. Old Madras Road. By the way, Old Madras Road is in Bangalore. Okay, don't don't ask. And he usually listens to the podcast to and from work. He spends three hours on the uh, honest and hoping that our podcast frequency increases. And he has prodded us towards the Bangladesh Cricket Association is planning an expose on ICC link. And Srini is back in the thick of things, he says. Oh, yes. Srini got, I think, six to eight directors of the ICC into a room and did a formal meeting. And the one reason why Bangladesh guy, the president of the ICC, quit is that, hey, you can't, as a chairman, you can't call a meeting. According to the constitution, it's the president who calls it. Srini said, hey, come on. Are you, let's, hey, it's me. It's me. It's That's me. right. Okay. So the next next picture is from Tabish Khan, or I think hmm. he wants us to call him Tab. Because he has capitalized tab in Tabish. He has sent us a pic of, and in his own words, he's saying of an impossible star currently that he's working on. He seems to be an artist. If he's not, he should really think about get becoming an artist. Oh, it's a brilliant star that he's drawn. He says, thanks guys for waking me up nights. Haha. <laughs> I think it was too late in the night when he sent it. Oh no, I think he does his projects in the night and we just are in the background. So whatever the reason, wherever you are, right now, if you can just flip your mobile phone, click a picture and send it to Indicast at theindicast.com, we will talk about it and post it on our website. We also request you to send us anything interesting that's happening about around you, any sound that you think is interesting, send it to Indicast at theindicast.com. We have one. Here's, here's Avinash, I think from Pennsylvania. He got out of his car and then uh, he recorded this birds chirping away in the evening. That was lovely. So if anybody who's out there listening at this very moment, there's anything happening interesting around you, just send it to Indicast at theindicast.com, whether it's a picture or a soundscape. Yeah, and if anyone is going to the Modi event in Canada, oh, Toronto, yes. I know that people listen to us here. Please record soundscapes from that event and send it to us. 
and the pictures keep them coming in that's about it guys for any other things log on to www.theindicast.com for all the back episodes that we have and a few other podcasts that also we have produced in the back in time follow us on twitter which is at indicast or i am at ac mahatre join the facebook group on facebook just look for indicast podcast network you'll find us that's about it from us bye bye कभी उदास है लिखने की उसकी इच्छा नहीं है फिर भी लिखता है इस तरह से शुरू करता है गीत नहीं गाता हूं गीत नहीं गाता हूं बेनकाब चेहरे हैं दाग बड़े गहरे हैं टूटता तिलस्म आज सच से भय खाता हूं गीत नहीं गाता हूं गीत नहीं गाता हूं लगी कुछ ऐसी नजर लगी कुछ ऐसी नजर बिखरा शीशे सा शहर अपनों के मेले में मीत नहीं पाता हूं गीत नहीं गाता हूं गीत नहीं गाता फिर ये विश्वासघात की कल्पना है पीठ में छुरी सा चांद पीठ में छुरी सा चांद राहु गया रेखा फांत मुक्त के क्षणों में बार बार बंध जाता हूं गीत नहीं लेकिन परिस्थिति बदली मनस्थिति बदली कवि ने कहा कि मैं लिखूंगा और कवि ने लिखा गीत नया गाता हूं गीत नया गाता हूं टूटे हुए तारों से फूटे वासंती स्वर पत्थर की छाती में उगाया नव अंकुर झरे सब पीले पात कोयल की कोक रात प्राची में अरुणिमा की रेख देख पाता हूं गीत नया गाता हूं गीत इसका अंतिम है टूटे हुए सपने की सुने कौन सिसकी टूटे हुए सपने की सुने कौन सिसकी अंतर को चीर व्यथा पलकों पर ठिठकी हार नहीं मानूंगा रार नहीं ठानूंगा काल के कपाल पर लिखता मिटाता हूं गीत नया गाता हूं गीत नया गाता